Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined by a friend of the show, comedian, you're known from Mop the Week and more, Andy Parsons, talking about life in lockdown and our sport has been a bit of a saviour for him. You'll hear all of that. Uh, we also brought you Martin Kellner, as always, uh, on a Friday with his pick of the Sporting Telly of the Week. Uh, we also heard from uh, Todd Macklin, a very interesting story of a late, great baseball star who sadly died uh, earlier this week and of course uh, Mike Ward gave us his pick of the non-sporting TV so uh, here it all is good afternoon everyone good afternoon Andy, how have you been? Uh, like, well, we spoke uh, to you briefly on the uh, on the birthday yeah. spread like yesterday evening. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I said to you, uh, just getting over the excitement of uh, Wednesday night, and I talk about Tuchel in a minute. But I'm more concerned about. I don't know if you did this yesterday on the show, but these reports that the government may confiscate the assets of people like Usmanov and Roman Abramovich, which right. means the government could confiscate Chelsea, uh, which will mean that we really will be back in the blue square in five years. <laughs> they might sell it off cheap. It'd be great. Idea. Confiscate Chelsea and then just give it to someone else. And tell me what happened to it. I had this idea that Jacob Rees-Mogg would be the manager. He's definitely suit, not tracksuit. Yeah, thank and you. <laughs> I'd love to see Jacob rees Well, actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not I really. don't care and either way. I, I worry about our injury list if Matt Han- Hancock's our physio. Yeah. Matt, you nearly did the clip, Good spoonerism you? there. You nearly, nearly did, did one, the didn't I? Yeah, the, the David the Spencer old... clip of the other week. <laughs> Lovely spoonerism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, I, we'll see what happens. That's an interesting... Yeah situation you know obviously um, it's, I'll, it's... I'll just I'll briefly reflect on last night well done Liverpool uh, much the better team uh, I think helped really by although individual errors and all that as Jose said uh, there was one glaring individual error by him before the game even kicked off uh, three at the back seemed very odd um, a very strange decision Doherty's not been great on the right really since he came so to stick him out on the left and hope for the best seem odd when we had a fit left back and a fit right back or he's been probably our Best right back. He didn't have a great game last night, but hanging him out to dry, causing him to storm off before the end of the game, is probably not the best way to manage it when uh, the alternative has not been that great. I do feel for Doherty. He's, he's a wing back. We bought a wing back and then never played with wing backs, except when <laughs> we, we do, the other day, we, we stick him the on the right. left. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jose should have, I, I think, why he went down the route he did. Alderweireld should have been playing. 
and we should have had an extra man in midfield. But it's all water under the bridge now. Liverpool fully deserved it. They were at it. And we'll be chatting to um, Paul Jiggins, who was at the game last night from both the Liverpool and Spurs perspective. But uh, the natives are restless. And as Paul's going to tell us later on, if there was a crowd in that place... I think life would be very different uh, at the moment and maybe the chairman and and the manager would get a bit of a feeling for Mm. the way a lot of people are are looking at this team and wondering where we're at and where we're going. Well, I think you could apply the same thing the other night at the bridge where Chelsea (laughs) kept the ball. Do you want him out, Andy? Do you want him out? No, not at all. I'll tell you what's interesting. (laughs) Personally, me, I would have given Lampard to the end of the season. Mm. I can't see why they... Because let's face it, it's going to be hard for Chelsea to make top four, whatever happens. They're going to have to go on a tremendous run. (laughs) Not impossible, but, you know. And I think he was about to make Gilmore and Mount. He should have done this weeks earlier. Gilmore and Mount, his sort of pivot pivot in the middle of the sort of midfield, rather than who thinks that Jorginho and Kovacic are better than those two? They're not. And, of course, we kept the ball and kept the ball. But if there'd been a crowd there, they would have just... Yeah. Said, get out with it. Get it forward. And uh, the, the Chelsea uh, Instagram feed is, I mean, I know that it's a club thing and it, it's got to be sort of pro the club, but it's ridiculous posts yesterday as if it was something to be proud of. Oh, 820 passes, like applause emojis. I said, you do realise, I put a comment in there, you do realise the idea is to get the ball in the net. It's yeah. called goals. That's <laughs> yeah. how you win the game. Mm. You, know, you know, and it's, it's it, we'll see though. It's one day. You can't give the bloke a hard time after one day's training. No, I mean, no. He... he <laughs> I don't he think did you can. <laughs> no, he did the thing that you would do, which is pick the older players because they're going to give you less aggro if you pick them to start with. And then eventually mm. he'll find out who his best players. He'll find out that Gilmore's better than Jorginho. He is. But I do, I'm quite fascinated by the press attitude because obviously the press like Frank Lampard. He's a great English player and all that stuff. And they're really setting Tuchel up to fail. It's, it's quite brilliant, really. They've, first of all, they greeted him with the worst possible photo, like when he was doing that <coughs> modelling yeah. in New York, like making him look a complete idiot. Mm. Then it's a, Look like then, an old man steptoe, didn't he? Then attribute to him some quotes that he doesn't really uh, quite say. So, for example, um, Thomas Tuchel claims Chelsea can conquer the world with him in charge. He didn't say anything <laughs> like that whatsoever. <laughs> and then the next day, um, the bullish former Paris Saint-Germain gaffer has already claimed that Chelsea can dominate war- world football with the resources at their disposal. Never said that either. So it's like, let's put a false quote in and then say he said it again. Mm. It's madness. But that is that is our football press. They don't like the fact that Lampard's got the sack. I don't particularly like it either. And I tell you, one person who gets away with murder at Chelsea, and I've mm. not heard anyone else say this, and I'm going to say it, probably get my season ticket taken oh, away. Oh, yeah, next time you go there to scan it in. Oh, there must Honestly, be something wrong with it. I think Granovskaya, Maria, Marina Granovskaya, has got away with absolute murder. I don't know how she gets away with it. Look at the players she's bought. If I'd bought players, if I'd wasted 70 million on Kepper, 70 million on Havertz, who basically, as far as I can see, all he does is you pass the ball to him, he pings it back to you twice as hard. <laughs> That's it. He doesn't do anything else but that. It's Maybe like an exercise. You Zappa Costa, drink water. All these players have cost an absolute fortune, and there are more that she's absolutely wasted this money. And it's always the manager who yeah. takes the blame for it, who carries the can. Definitely, I mean, season really, ticket not working oh, next time you go really, back to the bridge. Really, really, I think she's been getting away with a lot. And I had noticed actually that the police <clears> say, uh, the Sun today saying uh, Blues transfer supremo is under scrutiny after a host of signings, and I think that's absolutely fair. Well, you've just put her uh, under the spotlight, Andy. Anyway, we uh, we want to uh, bring some TV formats. We wouldn't mind from you this afternoon if uh, because. Because, um, I mean, Elliot List, 
There he is. He's playing at Stevenage, playing in their midfield. Had a chance to score the other day. Didn't quite go in. Game ended. Nil-nil against Colchester. So maybe Elliot is starting to think, you know what, maybe I'll do a bit of telly instead. And with a name like List, L-I-S-T, there's all sorts of uh, gigs he could pick up in the world of TV. But he needs your help. Obviously, he needs you to pitch ideas to the broadcasters that can possibly get made. One of those might capture the imagination of a commissioning editor and suddenly... Uh, he's doing well. You're, we're all doing well. We're because we want to, we'd want a piece of it as the conduit. I've got one. Oh, I'll tell really? you on the phone. Good. Yeah, Brahms and List. It's oh yeah, a, it's a it's a pub crawl with famous classical musicians. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Takes around. That would be good. Work well. Yeah, that would be good. Like <laughs> sort of um, Julian Lloyd Webber, because he's a big Orient fan. He'd be good. We need a pubs of East London. <laughs> pubs around. Yeah. Uh, Pubs around yeah. sort of Wolfram's Farm. Yeah, well, you can, really. you're not at the moment. You could make it now. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, if we weren't in the midst of panda of um, lockdown three, um, I wonder if any of us or many of us knew where we would be this evening were it not for the lockdown. If if we were still free to go and do what we'd like, no, mm. probably we'd have we'd have a vague idea. But Andy uh, Parsons, our next guest, uh, comedian, he knows where he would have been at the Plowright Theatre, Scunthorpe. Uh, on his tour of the country. Well, but yeah. uh, I've just gone to the Scunthorpe uh, Plowright Theatre. He's not on. Uh, it's been postponed, Sad. apparently. I'm still waiting for Jose Feliciano. Yeah, you are. You're, you've got two years you booked those tickets. <laughs> uh, good afternoon, Andy. Yes, hello there. Yes, do you look, oh, da- do you look down those I dates? Think the, uh, I'm on some sort of delay here. I don't, I've got you on the headphones, but I've, I'm still getting the adverts from about five minutes ago, I think. <laughs> So I don't quite know what's going on with my technology, but it, it, I'm, I'm trying to multitask and, and trying to work out what I should be buying and listening to, as well as answer your questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're going to fantastic. You're going to get some marvelous tools, I would imagine, uh, and or van insurance before or the end of the brush. or a gutter brush. Um, so yeah, Andy, we're just saying you, you, your tour. You were touring right throughout the year, weren't you? All the dates are there. Yes, healing you. the nation. We uh, we got halfway through healing the nation and. Uh, what, what a title that's worked out well, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, brilliant. So, yeah, it's going to be the longest tour ever, I think. It may take about three years to uh, to complete. So we'll look out for us coming, coming to a venue near you, 2022. Had you factored yeah. in some pandemic material as you were on the first it's part of Healing the It's three times so far. Right. Oh, so, um, you know, what's going to be interesting with this interview is when I start hearing myself answering this question in about five minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great Sorry. discipline. The I, thing I is, if I take you... the headphones off altogether, I can't hear what you're going to ask. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a bit of a loop at the moment. It's like some sort of Christopher Nolan film that I'm part of. <laughs> well, we keep going because it could, it could prove fantastic. Well, certainly when you're duetting. Uh, if you start singing London, uh, let's do London's Burning Now. I'll get my recorder out. We'll start London's Burning Now and in three minutes. We'll do it, doing it in the in the round. You've just you've just introduced me again now, so, uh, so that's it's going it's going great. But the, the last thing your listeners want is me breaking into song and then three minutes later trying to do a duet with myself. <laughs> Marvelous. So, what have you been up to in this terrible time? Uh, well, I'm I'm joys of homeschooling, which is why I've got uh, only only the one uh, I'm listening out for what trouble the nine year old is causing behind me. Right. So. Uh, yeah, nine and three-year-old. So my wife working full-time. So uh, it's nice to have an excuse to do something else. 
What, what sort of what has the homeschooling entailed? Obviously, nine and three, they're a, they're a different so target I'll audience. Just you say good afternoon, Andy. So, <laughs> yeah, is there a way that you can uh, you can come back to me in very shortly after I've yeah. sorted out exactly what's going on in the headphones? Because I, I, it's it's very hard at the moment, and it, with with lockdown, it's like. You're close to being, as you can see, I'm in virtually a padded room as it is. Yeah. So uh, I'll be going even more in that direction if I've got myself coming in both ears. We'll let you catch up, Andy. All right, we'll give you we'll give you about sort of, I think it's probably about 40 seconds to a minute by the sound of it. I don't know how this has happened. But we'll, well, we'll if not, we reconnect with him, it should, it should be. We'll, we'll do our but Andy, leave it with us. We'll work on it. So we'll try and get Andy past back if we can. Although I thought <laughs> that, 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 that was working quite well, actually. I like the idea <laughs> of making me just laugh. I starting was very funny. the show. We'll find out about his homeschooling experiences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. Now we've got a delay now. <laughs> so no, we haven't. I thought, I, mean, I thought we were on, we no, were on just, a delay. I'm just no, waiting for you okay. to, to well, shock me. Know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to shock you at all. I've got, some, I've got a, a selection of readers' letters I've been collecting. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, I, I tell you what I wanted to do. I wanted mm-hmm. to say, uh, get well soon to Steve Cottrell, yeah. who's still in hospital with I COVID. didn't realise you he told me he's still, yeah. still in hospital. We yeah, spoke so to Dave Edwards sent, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, around the Shrewsbury Cup game, and uh, didn't realise he's still in. Yeah, we do, we do wish him well. Send him our best there. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is uh, this is a letter to the star. So people are saying, you'd think in these times people would be a bit nicer, wouldn't you? Be kind and all that. This book's written, why does Bobby Davro think he's so special? If he's skinned, he should get off his backside and get down the job centre, says Jimmy Peters. Wow. You know, these people, they've got, no, they've got no heart, have they? Really? <laughs> well, I think you're on some fairly rocky grounds on well, the stuff no, you've I've said over plenty, the years. Plenty of heart. <laughs> did you um what else have we got did you, did you see those uh oh yeah that's right our old friend cardi b i don't know, I don't know if you oh, saw yes. her the other she's day not, the by the way if listeners are just <laughs> tuning in she's not our old friend we've never met her before we just <laughs> we, we we think her choice of knitwear is it, it, it's sort of touch older style wise than you'd expect but uh yeah we don't neither of us have met cardi b she's not been on the show as far as i know i think i would have remembered She'd come yeah. in. Maybe she came on one day with the former West Ham and Arsenal midfielder Stuart Robson, and we just didn't we just didn't notice. She did the falls panel. Yeah, she's um, she was the other day. She was wearing a see-through dress, not a cardigan. Okay, and uh, I discovered that her husband is offset, yeah. known as Carbon Footprint in the dressing room. I didn't. I've never heard of him, but there we go. It's, it, I mean, she, offset. everybody knows that she's called that because she has a different cardigan for every day of the week. But rather than <laughs> saying she just chooses them from uh, alphabetically, so on a Sunday. <laughs> She'll wear Cardi A, and on a Monday she'll wear Cardi B. So a lot of people don't know that. No, who Cardi C Did on a on a Tuesday, and then you get the idea of that. Anyway, I think we can go back to Andy Parsons, <laughs> okay. who is no longer hearing himself five minutes ago. Hello, Andy. Yes, I'm good. I'm good now. Everything is absolutely sorted. I've, oh, I've had a little good. wash down. I've, the padded walls have worked fine, <laughs> and uh, I'm back with you. On, on just once. What that, gone, that, that, do you know what went wrong for anybody who finds himself in a, a mad sort of Zoom loop? Like, what happened? Do you know what happened? I, I, I think what I needed was Brad Pitt to come along and chuck some water on my face as I fell backwards into a bath. And then <laughs> I was going to be absolutely fine. It was going to work. So you were telling us about the, the, the joys of, of homeschooling. I mean, has it, has it proved difficult? Yeah, well, there was one, the highlight so far is definitely uh, getting uh, online star of the week for the maths. Nine-year-old, very proud. I thought, meant, I thought you meant oh. you. I thought a man in his 40s. Well, that, he's going to make a crow about it. That, that is sort of how I took it. It's <laughs> nice to know that I can do maths to the level of a nine-year-old. 
<laughs> uh, is that, I'll be honest, he, he often does very little. I find it's much quicker if I do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the idea, sure. but it's, no. it's Mark, it's, it's Mark, his grades will go it's up. It's at least certainly. part of the idea. He yeah. had a happiness, he had a happiness <laughs> one today, right? His one today was happiness and he had to write a poem, right? And I said, well, what's the topic it's supposed to be doing? And he said, happiness. And I said, what would make you happy? He said, no, not doing the poem at all. So that's what we agreed. <laughs> that was his happiness <laughs> task. You can't argue with the logic, can you? He's, he's a bright no, lad, clearly. Has the school said to you that any when they're going backwards, it sort of could be any time? Oh, I, I mean, yeah. the schools would love to know. Uh, yeah. If the government could give them a, a slightly better steer on that, I'm sure they'd be very happy. Yeah. But we know... The thing is, you can't even put a date in the diary because it's going to be February the 22nd or whatever. Now it's March the 8th. But it, you saw the small print. It's from March the 8th. So, yeah. you know, any time after March the 8th still fits that criterion. Now, Andy, I did see on your social media just before Christmas that you'd like to think if you go for a, a test or whatever for uh, COVID, you want it to be in a fairly sort of beige, grey, slightly clinical-looking building. But um, they sent you off to Chesington World of Adventures for one, which, <laughs> yes. which seems cruel, I think. It's not It's not a good day trip. Yeah, car park C is not the car park you want at Chesington World of Adventures. <laughs> Especially as what happened was they basically the bloke the bloke suddenly got very excited that he that some bloke he knew was in the car showing him his tonsils right so mm. he gave me they're supposed to give you a little barcode so as they can then match it all up when you you know when the tests come through he got the barcodes completely mixed up so I didn't get any results so I had to self isolate for the full six days then you're allowed to call up so I called up and they said oh Mr Parsons we've got your results and we've got you we just haven't been able to match the two because there was a oh, muck up at no. the test. So then I said, well, how long is it going to take for these results to come through? And they said, Mr. Parsons, the last person we had who had exactly this problem got them through on the call whilst we were still talking to him. And they pinged the button and it came straight through. And he thought, that bloke at Chessington World of Adventures, if I ever go back, I'm going, <laughs> don't muck this one up. As an extra four days of my life, I'm not getting back because yeah. of that. So he was, yeah, he, was he, negative, he'd seen, so that was good. He'd seen you on, so it's, no, that, it, it's you off Mock the Week and he was starstruck and he and he messed up. Is that what happened? Yeah, oh, that, that's it. I mean, you know, and obviously... You, 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 I think I got an extra 15 seconds. I'm not sure he liked what I did on Mock the Week. <laughs> he was there with the old tonsil stick, giving it a good old run around. Oh, dear me. I went to Twickenham Stadium for mine. Did you really? Test. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's a, I, there's a lot of gates to go through there. That's, that is a long old way. <laughs> but the bloke didn't know, even though I'm on TalkSport, he didn't know who yeah. I was. So there you go. Oh, well, see, you've not been on not telly on a regular basis. Did you talk to him and moan about Chelsea for a bit? As soon as he'd heard your voice moaning, saying he's got to go, he would have known <laughs> yeah. by then. Have you been watching much sport, Andy? Have you taken much sport in? Oh, it's been a godsend, hasn't it? The mm. cricket. Oh, I've yeah. been absolutely... Mm. Joe Root just batting beautifully. And, uh, yeah, no, that's been been lovely bit of Sri Lanka. I've been missing that. But got Six Nations to look forward to, so that'll keep me... Uh, keep me interested and then obviously a bit of the Indian tour which may not be quite as successful as the Sri Lanka tour I think no. the fatigue the fatigue it's taking it's told there was a I see a study a bit of research today from University College London saying four in ten people are now exercising less than they did in the first lockdown they spoke to 70,000 people they're watching more TV and films playing more online games some I mean, saying 
isn't that just the, the, the blatantly obvious? It's January. Yeah, of course, you know, of course. It's, it's icy. Mm. What, 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 you know, what, who's doing that study and thinking it's worthwhile? Yeah. <laughs> it's UC, UCL, you could say, shouldn't they be at work? But it's true. They said, but, but funny enough, maybe flying in the face of that, they've said a third have admitted they've reduced uh, the, the, um, their involvement in hobbies. So I think the fatigue is telling this time, isn't it? You can tell there is a real but, but lockdown parents, fatigue. Yeah. You know, all these people going, oh, I'm doing crochet now, I'm tidying up my garden. Literally, if you've got any spare time as a parent over these lockdowns, you are just spending it in some sort of darkened room trying to find your happy place. There is <laughs> there is absolutely no way that you're suddenly going, oh, I need to learn Spanish. That's what is going to happen over the next few weeks. Yeah. Now, exactly. finally, Andy, the, the um, tickets for the gigs, are they, you can still book them in the hope that... Uh, what's the situation at the moment for when you get well, back yeah, on no, the Well, yeah, no, half people have already booked them. I mean, you know, brilliantly, most people have still, you know, got their tickets mm. from whenever it was supposed to be last year or whatever. And every time they see it's rescheduled, they'll go, oh, well, that's a date we'll put in our diary but we won't we won't mark it in pen because we're pretty certain that in pencil we've got a chance of, of reissuing it but i guess there is there is now at least uh you know you would hope we, he said that he said the first time around he said we'll be through the worst by easter and he, he was sort of right but uh old boris got the wrong easter sadly but <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Well, now we yeah. can we can hopefully uh let, let us suggest that maybe come uh you know, obviously the social distancing, that's the trouble, isn't there? So at the moment, if it comes back to be social distancing, given that you've already sort of two-thirds sold a venue, social distancing isn't going to work. So no. you, you sort of need it to the social distancing to stop, and it's a guess as to when that's going to happen. But let us hope by the summer we are, we are back uh, full-time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy, you got a very welcome communication today, didn't you? Oh, yes. Who uh, from? You're gonna, I thought that, you were telling me about it this morning, weren't you? Something you've got to go on Sunday, or don't you want to discuss it? Oh, that? sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought myself, the old memory's gone. That's yeah, I think it's not you good. <laughs> the old memory's got worse, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's no, not like it's an, don't mind admitting not it. an important thing or anything, is it? No. I'm, I'm, I got the call about the vaccine today, so I've got to uh, nip down to the health centre on uh, Sunday afternoon. Where they do it? Le- Legoland? I mean, 
<laughs> around your part of the world? No? No, no, it's at the health centre and uh, they're quite strict there. I mean, so well, not unsurprisingly, they be, they're yeah. sort of, yeah, yeah, they see, if you're late, that's your bad luck, you'll miss it and then, you know, probably get called again in about 2023. Yeah. So I can't afford to miss it. And, uh, and, and my wife had it while she was in hospital. She had the COVID. So fortunately, she was asymptomatic. I mean, from blind. Oh, yeah, wow. Very serious. Um, so she has some for antibodies. So it's, it's important from her point of view that I get it done. So I think yeah. they sort of looked at it and thought, you know, as a carer, I, I should. So, you know. They let you good. know which one you're having, Andy. They, they tell you which one. No, they haven't said yet. Oh, no, no, no you'll, have. You'll, you'll have it written on a little card when you get there. Oh, when, when I get it, will they? Yeah, okay, they will. You'll, good, yeah. You know, and you can t- decide that you, can, you don't get <laughs> okay. a choice. Oh, the one that doesn't work on old people, yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, no, that's no, don't buy into that. That's, oh, don't that, believe that's, that. That's, that's been, that theory has been, who knows? It depends on you. But anyway, oh, yeah. don't worry about I'm, that. I'm grateful to be receiving it's it. It's all good news to the health service. Now, you might like this survey, that boxing is the sport Brits are most likely to give up on, with 85% quitting within a month, a study found. You think, what sort of study is that? One punch in the face will do it, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Everybody t- does the same thing. They think, oh, boxing's good. I'll do boxing. And then suddenly when you get hit, you suddenly think, yeah. oh, no, it's not so good, is it, this sport? But I, it is fun. Again, it's a bit like that survey earlier on, because it's now in January. I mean, it, it's a bit of a common sense survey, isn't it? The sport you're going to give up, the one is one where you get physically hurt quite quickly and realise <laughs> it's not a lot of fun. Um, have you seen uh, Marcus Rocco, formerly a Manchester United. Uh, mm. He's had a new tattoo done. Are you aware of this, uh, Andy? It's, no, no. Um, can you guess who who it's of? If you can, I, 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 well, unless you've seen uh, the story. Brooklyn Beckham. No, no, it isn't. <laughs> Have another guess. I just think it's Marcus Rocco. That may give you a bit of a okay. clue. Uh, somebody red, someone red. Red Adair, the no, famous. Not, red Adair, the famous <laughs> bloke who puts out fires on oil rigs. Why would a 30 year old Argentinian. red. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, Red Adair. I thought you meant because he wore a Manchester United shirt. And uh, we'll have another go. Last one. Listeners can have a go. I'll leave a gap for this. Here we go. Almost certainly wrong, unless you've seen the story. Oh, I, go on, Andy. I, can't, I, I can't possibly think. Who is it? It's Diego Maradona um, oh, yeah. um, uh, dressed as Fidel Castro. <laughs> That's the route Why not? he's gone down. There was a famous portrait of uh, Diego when he lived in Cuba, and uh, Rocco was quite taken with it. So there it is. He's uh, he's had it tattooed on his leg. So uh, it's it's incredibly unseemly, isn't it? All the stuff that's going on about. Oh yeah, I mean, as we've said before, this whole thing, Diego, rest in peace. You think chance will be a fine thing? This another love yeah. child has uh, has emerged. I don't know if you've seen this now. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, so somebody else could be uh, in for a few. And it's quid. all about it's all about the money. That's right. And so the headline uh, in the Daily Star was "Hand of Wad." Quite good, Hand of Wad. Hmm. But of course, they still they don't trust their le- their readers at all. Maradona, who dumped England out of the 1986 World Cup with his infamous hand of God. Yes, we know. You don't have to tell yeah, us. We've been drawn to the headline. You have to work on the basis that we've got what the story's about. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been drawn to the headline. That's the way it tends to work. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. The sporting telly, as always, is covered... Oh, squad number nine, uh, overnight king of overnights. Oh yeah, uh, oh yes, uh, <laughs> huge in Ho Chi Minh City. He can't walk the streets yeah. there. Well, for, no. we can't. No, we can fly there at the moment. Uh, it's Martin Kellner. Hi, Martin. Hello there. Yes, I was hoping to do a road show there at the moment, but obviously can't. <laughs> Never happened to the road show. Be great. Oh, the, yes. Martin, you should bring back the, the road show all around those parts of uh, Asia where they love you. 
Mm, I should, I should, you're right. Now, I've been watching a lot of stuff this week, uh, Paul and Andy. Um, three documentaries, three, you know, fairly important documentaries. Um, Lance, which was on yeah. BBC Two last Sunday, it's an ESPN show, mm. but they're showing it on BBC Two, so it's on the um, on the iPlayer, and I watched the first part of that. Tiger on Sky Documentaries, which is also a two-part uh, documentary, and I was struck by the uh, by the similarities in the stories of uh, Lance Armstrong and uh, Tiger Woods mm. in the fact that they both came from a sort of very dysfunctional family background, if you like. You know, as far as Lance Armstrong went, um, he never met his uh, biological father, Terry Armstrong, who he had a very edgy relationship, bit of a, a disciplinary who was his first stepfather. Um, Kelly, I've forgotten his first name, but he was his second stepfather. So he didn't really have anything to do with his father, yet his, uh, his mother was, um, you know, was hugely ambitious for him in the way that um, Tiger Woods's uh, dad, Earl, hmm. was. Yeah. And as we know, it went further than ambition with, uh, with uh, Earl Jones. Um, but we'll start with Lance anyway, and uh, he says, I'm going to tell my truth. Now, his truth is sort of slightly different from the truth that we all know. But, uh, I mean, a great collection of witnesses that they had, you know, including his uh, mother, Linda Armstrong Kelly, who looked uh, a bit like an astronaut's wife. But she... Uh, <laughs> It's a bit of a Woody Allen line, that's yeah. one of his own movies. Um, I know exactly did. what you mean, though, so yeah, yeah we're uh, with you. Precisely, yeah. in shorthand, everybody knows what it means when you mm. say, look like an astronaut's wife. Or indeed, um, a politician's wife in America. Yeah. Very much that sort of uh, yeah. quite manicured look that she had. Mm. Um, but at the point the programme starts, he's being sued for um, taking sponsorship money while doping, you know, from the postal service there, uh, who yeah. had the team in the Tour de France. They settle um, for, I think it's five million, which is actually about 95 million less than they were trying to get from him. But it goes through his, uh, through his whole life and you see him as a little kid with Linda Armstrong Kelly his mother saying golly darn golly darn he was so cute you know, people over here saying golly darn. We get a lot of golly darns <laughs> in the... Uh, Martin, yeah. I just want to ask you one thing. I haven't seen a, this particular documentary. Oh, that's good. It's stuff a blistering documentary. Did you have sympathy for him afterwards? I find him a very unsympathetic character, but not everybody views it that way. A hugely sympathetic, uh, a hugely unsympathetic character. But at the end of it, I, I will say at the end of it, we're only half the way through. Mm. So we've not come to a lot of the, uh, a lot of the bad stuff yet. Um, but I, I did uh, I pick up on one of the quotes from uh, one of his team teammates saying that because, it, of course, it started in 1903, the Tour de France. It was a very working class sport. Um, and one of them said, uh, I'm just trying to find the exact quote here. Um, they said something like, yeah, because it's such a tough sport, um, people who go in for it are uh, it keeps the toughness of the sport keeps everyone humble so the riders he said are mostly quite humble <laughs> and then there's lance um which <laughs> sort of uh, yeah. you know summed it up but uh, you know th there is a history from the early days you know before obviously with the the technological developments in drugs and everything mm. of people taking anything they could to you know try and get um try and get a step ahead of the of the others it is yeah. very 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 difficult i mean that's was... part of the story mine the other thing is we've through doing this show andy and i've spoken to a lot of people that mm. were on the receiving end 
of um, yeah. what was going on during all these periods of denial when he would turn on people, people who dared to suggest that mm. he was at it and he was vile to them. Um, and so I think that kind of buys, that plays into the story as well. It's not just what he did, it was, it was the constant denials and the way he treated people who took him on. Not a warm man uh, at all. It, it was interesting. There was one of the uh, one of the writers from Sports Illustrated was sort of summing up um, the people who take part in the uh, Tour de France, and he said the Belgians they're sort of a bit sneaky and clever. The Spanish are calm, humble, unpretentious. The Italians are a bit outrageous. The French they're careful and feel themselves slightly superior. I thought it was a fantastic selection of national stereotypes there. Uh, and then he said uh, the Germans. Get that's what they are. Uh, well, they, are they uh, functional or... Uh, 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 what, Not what, that... Organised, organised, yeah, organised and structured. Yeah, he didn't buy into any. So the he he said the Americans just just to sum this up. He said the Americans, of course, are different. They're weird because it's a European sport. Mm. So people who don't fit in, you know, they're not people who fit in the American uh, cyclists because they've chosen to do a sport that's not part of American culture. It's part of European culture. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Ali Ross agrees. He says it's the best sports documentary seen in ages. Well worth three hours of your time. uh, He said in his column on Tuesday. So. So yeah, so I've got it. I've got it downloaded. And I'll watch over the weekend. Um, yeah. The the tiger so one good. you yeah. said again. Again, I've, re- I've, got, I've got that ready to watch it. It does look very good. It's had very good Excellent. reviews. I think we're in a golden age of sports documentaries, quite honestly. Mm. And whether that's anything to do with lockdown or not, I don't know. But the uh, yeah, Tiger, another one, sort of very dysfunctional background. There's bits that I didn't know. Uh, I mean, we, we know all about Earl and how he, you know, he picks it from a very early age. We see him on a TV show when Tiger's two years old, yeah. um, sort of playing against Bob Hope in some uh, TV show. But um, you know, Earl says he knew from the very start Tiger was going to be a legend. But more than that, he's says that uh, he will transcend this sport. He'll make the world a better place to live in. Which I'm saying, the extent he does if you're a golf fan. I mean, some of the shots <laughs> yeah. that you see are just yeah. phenomenal, unbelievable. Um, but the, the chief writer from Sports Illustrated, who um, started writing about Tiger from a you know, fairly early stage uh, and obviously got very little material out of Tiger, thank God for his dad, he said. He loves to drink and he loves to, ch- to talk. And he his quote was that he was chosen by God to nurture this young man and bring him to the point where he could make his contribution to humanity. So it was always much more than just uh, golf as far as uh, Earl, jo- mm. Earl Woods went. Yeah, Earl Woods, yeah. Yeah, Earl Woods, his dad. But also, you see, with the dysfunctional thing, you had almost the opposite thing from Lance, whereas uh, Lance sort of know his parents Earl was with him every step of the way and trying playing with his head to make him better and all that but at the same time one of um, Earl Jones's um, friends who played at the golf club said he was he would go along in his Winnebago which is um, a, a motor vehicle much uh, favoured by the Americans, mm. large motor vehicle. And he would be on the golf course and he would be with young ladies in the back of his Winnebago. Ooh. And uh, yeah, yeah. Tiger was... was Ooh, Earl Jones this. or Earl Woods? I'm getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Earl Woods. Uh, Don't bring Earl Jones in. Poor old Earl Jones having his name dragged through the mud in the Winnebago. Yeah. Mrs Jones Poor won't be happy. Woods. Just very quickly, Martin, because it's very... Uh, well, that one's on Sky Documentaries, the BBC. That's have countries. got Lance uh, the uh, Michael Richards the Michael tackling Richards. Race, racism I mean obviously very timely in light of what's subsequently happened since he made yeah. that show 
Absolutely. Um, it's a great show as well. You know, they warn you at the start, there's strong language and racist language. You've only got to wait about 20 seconds for that because uh, he recounts what some uh, coppers said to him in uh, Chapeltown in Leeds, which is, uh, is where he's from. And also, I mean, we know what's happened. There were all sorts of uh, incidences. A bit it does with uh, Andy Cole, who um, tells him about when his dad arrived from Jamaica, went to the place where uh, he was going to get fixed up with a job or whatever, and they said, no, you can't come in. This is to Andy Cole's dad. You can't come in, but you can leave your bag. And uh, as Andy Cole said, you know, my bag was welcome. My bag was allowed into the house, but I wasn't. And there's sort of, you know, they go through incidents like that. And, uh, you know, you... It's, if it's not already been brought home to you, just how damaging to a whole generation uh, this sort of institutional racism, just casual racism was, it, it sums it up, actually, especially in the yeah. conversations with Andy Cole. The only, my only caveat with this programme is few too many sort of well-worn talking heads from uh, uh, Kick, it, Kick It Out and those various organisations, which... You know, it's it's vital work that they do, but we have seen them in a lot of TV shows. I would have liked more of, uh, you know, more of Andy Cole and Gary Neville and people that he did, uh, you know, that he knew and obviously had a bit of a relationship with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's Sounds a great program, an important program. Yeah, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> yes, time to look at the world of American sports as always with Todd Macklin. Hi, Todd. Hey, boys. Sad story, this. Uh, Hank Aaron, who, uh, who broke the home run record and took it from the great Babe Ruth, uh, died this week, aged 86. And reading some of the obits, I knew some of his story, Todd, but it's, I mean, it's quite shocking again in, in light of what's gone on this week in the world of football over here. Um, the amount of racist abuse he took as he got closer and closer, because uh, he was a black player, obviously, and it got closer and closer to breaking Babe Ruth's record. And I, I think in um, in Cooperstown, in the Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, they've kept some of the letters and some of the vile letters that were sent to him, you know, threatening his life, you know. It's terrible stuff because they didn't want to see Babe Ruth's record broken by a, a black man. Yeah, and he, he handled all that racism plus the pressure of becoming uh, the all-time home run king with such grace and dignity. And that's, I think, the two common words that kind of stood out as people uh, eulogized Hank Aaron over the last few days. Is Yeah, he was a great player and maybe one of the greatest in the game's history to be able to combine the ability to hit home runs with the ability just to hit the ball. Um, but it was, it was the grace, the class, the dignity that he showed through everything, just the the awfulness uh, of the racism that he received um, just, I think just increases the statue that we look uh, and, and put Hank Aaron on. And listen, I think me and a lot of people still consider him the all time baseball home run King because of Barry Bonds hmm. legacy hmm. is tainted with performance enhancing drugs and Hank Aaron's isn't. So I, I will put my hand up and say for me, he is the home run king. And Hank Aaron, again, he showed great dignity and grace there because there was this asterisk against Bond's name. Yet when Bonds broke the record, he, he, he went and saw him, was on the pitch, wasn't he? And was very supportive as well. And he could have just mm. turned his back on him. It, that, wasn't, that wasn't what he was like. No, it, absolutely not. And you're right. And it would have been easy for him to make the comments that, hey, you know, Barry isn't the guy. 
But again, it's just it just wasn't who he is. And even in the, the toughest times, he stayed true to himself. And again, that's how you measure uh, a human being is being able to do that. Mm. Well, he finally got uh, home run 7-1-5 in Atlanta against the Dodgers in uh, April 1974. And this was a moment, the Dodgers uh, radio announcer, Vin Scully, was a bit of a legend himself. Uh, this is uh, how he called the moment. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting, the outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive in the deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. Marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country the and the world. Jacobs Daily a black Podcast. man is getting a standing ovation in the deep south for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron. Yeah, great stuff, Todd. Yeah, great commentary. Oh, legendary, Dev. That legendary moment called by Vince Scully, the legendary guy. Like, to the you just don't forget Jacob's those moments. And it just, I thought he captured it perfectly with kind of, you know, talking about sport. what Hank Aaron had to go through uh, to become the king of uh, home runs in baseball. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There's loads of sport on this weekend, but there may be some gaps in your viewing. I'll allow you to watch the non-sporting stuff in here to guide you uh, through that, although I know full well like me on Sunday evening at 7 o'clock he'll be watching some football it is Brighton supporting Mike Ward good afternoon Mike afternoon guys yes our teams go head to head Mm. this weekend say Dr Tottenham comes calling for a (laughs) team that have not won at home all season how are you feeling about it Mike I'd like a goal (laughs) it's been a while I don't you know that's all I ask not asking a lot, is I it? I mean, you were quite the lucky the other day, weren't you, against the, the, the one cleared off the line in the game against Fulham the, the Fulham other day? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's genuinely frustrating because we are actually... I mean, it's ridiculous to say, we are playing brilliantly a lot of the time mm. and uh, our actual football, <laughs> apart from the actual goal-scoring bit, is, uh, is you know, is really encouraging. But it's kind of important, you know, uh, an element of the game that I think is, is, is you know... You yeah. can't underestimate the significance. Well, I don't. I don't think you'd be a fool to. You do it. At, I think you do it at your peril. Mike. I do. Yeah. I, yeah. So you know, it's okay. frustrating, but I just think we have to stay. Um, you know, stay strong. Yeah, and, indeed. Uh, now, my my wife's listening to this bit because it's her favourite part of the show. Oh, that's yeah. very kind. Uh, the non-sporting bit. The yeah. non-sporting <laughs> bit. Yeah. So don't talk about football. The guy who knows off. nothing about football comes yeah. on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, should we? T- let's kick off tonight on yeah. Amazon Prime Video. New from yeah. today, the great escape. Escapist. This is Richard Hamill. Richard Hamill. Richard, Richard Hamill. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Richard Hamill. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, like, it's Arthur, Stanley Unwin's take on the <laughs> on Top Gear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Richard Hammond, of course. Yes, he's the, you know normally associated uh, with with the Grand Tour and uh, you know, um, mm. Top Gear before that. Yeah, he's doing his, uh, the other part of Richard Hammond uh, on on t- TV is this called kind of pop science kind of stuff he's done on things that like, was it Brainiac or something or other like that. It, various other shows he's done because he's fascinated by that kind of thing um so this is him and uh a guy, I, i'm i'm probably being a bit thick here because i'm not really that familiar with uh mythbusters the american uh, show of a uh, not dis- entirely dissimilar nature right. hosted by this guy tory bellici but basically these two blokes there's a couple of middle-aged blokes stuck uh, on a, a allegedly you know stranded on a, a remote pacific island and having to make do uh, with whatever they can find, including the stuff from the shipwreck itself, right. to um, you know 
survive, get by. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, it's they play heightened versions of themselves, as mm. I think it's put in these situations. Uh, you know, I kind of think that it's one of those things, if, if you if you enjoy the idea of the sort of bickering element of, of, of uh, the Grand Tour, you know, where, the, you know, they try and make, make a car do something on water skis or something or other. If you're into that and it's fun, you love it. And if you, if you find it a bit irritating, you probably not enjoy it. You know? <laughs> very, very good line from you in your preview. It's that increasingly strained relationship which gives the series its narrative arc. Although obviously a real arc might have proved more hand. I like yeah, that. To be good. perfectly honest, the only reason I even wrote the whole piece <laughs> yeah. was to get that in at the end. The rest of it, just skip so it. Very good. Skip you know, it. And, and ultimately, if you were going to see it through as a series, one of them would eat the other one, which is not, not great entertainment, is it really? Well, you say that. Yeah. <laughs> but who will it be? Anyway, um, what else we got for you tonight? Uh, oh, Bob Mortimer. Oh, he's on uh, Would I Lie to You? I imagine he'll be, he'll be on good form. He, he, I mean, Would I Lie to You? I, 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 now I bag on about the show, but I do love it. I just think it, it is mm. consistently funny. And as I said before, it's one of those shows where it gets to the end. You think, oh, I want more. And Bob Mortimer, it's like sometimes the show is made for him because his flights of fantasy are very much part flights of uh, Fancy, fancy, whatever. Uh, very yeah. much part of his comedy, aren't they? And so he just does it with with, with such panache. Um, and uh, brilliantly tonight, uh, one of his claims is that he once helped Damon Hill to Grand Prix success by presenting him with a pre race scotch egg. Wow. It does no, on the face of, it, on that show. face of it, it doesn't sound uh, like I'm not going to give anything no. away. I wouldn't want to spoil yeah. the surprise. Okay, good. That sounds good. The so last of Win. Oh, yeah, nine o'clock. The last of Winter Watch, which I, I saw last night, and uh, it, it's been good. And I, I think the thing about it that's very interesting, they did this thing where they did, decided that if you actually, you don't even need to be in nature. If you just see mm. films of nature, yes, it watch actually has the same effect. Gives you a lift. Yeah. Does it uh, really? Do, gives do you you know, I actually do believe that. When I used to watch a lot of soaps, it was always Emmerdale. I used to look forward to sitting, to, having to sit through five episodes yeah. of because I thought, at least it's outdoors. You know, at least you're getting a lot of scenery. So there is something strangely true about that. I have to admit, I haven't watched that much of Winterwood. I do like, there's a lot of things, oh, this is the, you know, because of everything that's going on at the moment, we've all discovered nature. And I'm sort of thinking, kind of knew it was there already, in, in all honesty. So I think they were doing that stretch. Uh, but there's a bit tonight about um, uh, Megan McGubbin, who, of course, is... Um, um, uh, Chris Packham. Chris Packham. His uh, stepdaughter. That's yeah, right, yeah, she's doing a piece on uh, slugs and how important they are to the uh, ecosystem. Mind you, Chris Packham, I had a conversation when I did an interview with him once about wasps. And yeah. He argued very much strongly in favour of wasps. You were anti wasp, were you? Well, I just said, what is the point of wasps? And his answer was, what is the point of you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not messing well, up. That's fair enough. Really. He did it with, a, with a, a glint in his eye. Blame. It sounds like the opening, your opening uh, set when you're doing stand-up. What is the point of wasps? I mean, I just I, yeah. <laughs> do wasps <laughs> have a point? That's an interesting question. It's well, not, he, he not, we're not going to dwell on it. Let's not. Um, no. Now Saturday night. Mm. Um, I mean, the kind of it's casualty, but they're having one of their big set yeah. piece editions, oh, aren't oh, they? Which oh. they do every so often when they want to kill off a couple of characters. Every so often. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is the casualty. And Holby next week has has got a um, a, a drama as well. So, it's, you know, it's like as if they haven't got enough on their plates right now. This bloke walks into theatre in, in casualty tomorrow night and he opens his jacket. He refuses to take his jacket off. And they think, I mm, wonder why that is. And why he's there in the first place is, is you know, secondary. Um, and he's basically got a, a waistcoat made of explosives. The level of security at, Terrible. at, at Holby is <laughs> quite really? poor, isn't it? Really, considering. And we just wander in with an explosive waistcoat and nobody oh. bothers to check. On the plus side, he is standing at least uh, 
uh, uh, two metres away from everyone. So oh, OK. Well, fair oh, play. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Yes. That'll make all the difference. So yeah. that's um, eight... I'm sorry, eight, yeah, 8.50 8 Saturday 50, yeah, on, on BBC it. One. Mm. Uh, ITV football classics. For yes. those, and if live football's not enough for you, watch some old football. Old. I won't be watching this because it's the 1987 Cup final. If you don't want to know the result, Spurs look and Cov. And I've watched one Spurs defeat this week. I may be watching one on Sunday. I, I don't, don't think spend, you will. spend Saturday <laughs> evening watching another one that <laughs> I, I was at. Well, might I suggest you should watch it because you're going to have a lovely Sunday evening. So I think, you know, <laughs> the, the very least you could do. Wow. Is, is, you know, so that's ITV 4, 7 4, 7 o'clock Saturday night. Yeah. On Sunday night, Dancing on Ice, it's musicals week, of course it is. It uh, is. But they've, they've, Isn't it they've, always? Denise Van Outen's had to drop out. She did the shoulder, yes. didn't she? She's I have three, uh, yeah. three bones fractures uh, as well as a partial dislocation she apparently put on Instagram <laughs> or whatever. Um, so she had to pull out. She was she was strapped up, heavily strapped up, and it was always touch and go. But, yes, yeah, she's been replaced by uh, Olympic gymnast Amy Tinkler. Right. And her pro skater partner, Joe Johnson. I don't know Joe Johnson. No, okay. a, quick, a quick mention for Grayson's Art Club. It's I been, think yes. the best very good lockdown yeah. programme that we had. Yeah. So they're coming back, aren't they? I bet mm. they didn't want to have to come back. Um, initially, no, sure but not. obviously, yes, they're coming back and they're, they're sort of giving people some tips and that, you know. So this is kind of like a, this is Sunday night, seven o'clock on Channel Four, and it's kind of a sort of warm up for when the series returns and giving some people some tips. Uh, and I think probably specifically for you, Andy. So this time around, you know, they will accept your entry <laughs> and you will get you probably get an in. exhibition of your own, I'd imagine. And I mentioned for a new drama, it. Channel Five, nine p.m. Monday to Thursday next week. Yeah, Jill this is Halfpenny. The, be a quick one on this, Mike. Yeah, very quickly. It's Jill Halfpenny. She plays. A, uh, it's an abduction drama. It's utter preposterous but but yet gripping I would say brilliant the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are that was this afternoon's show Andy will be back alongside me on uh, Monday and don't forget the uh, Clips of the Week podcast is available as a separate podcast from wherever you got this one have a great weekend and thanks for listening you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport flexibility is great that's why there's yoga Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.